hello, and welcome to the bonus episode of today's FYI on radio. And I hope you guys are enjoying these episodes. Remember, there are a plethora of episodes on all different topics. Take a look, and if you don't see a topic that interests you, which I highly doubt, or maybe one that's just missing, let me know. In fact, some of the greatest episode ideas have come from you guys, the listeners, the FYIers. Well, let's kick off this episode with a sweet voice from a sweet person, but don't let that fool you. She's a strict teacher, and she should be, because she was for many years the teacher trainer at Vaughn. So some of the greatest teachers we have have come directly from her and her team. She worked, as many of you know, with Fitz, who's another amazing talent, and he's got a show called No Excuses. You won't hear from him today on the show, but hey, we can give him a little plug, una mención. But this is Tash Pasqua, again, like Simena, someone who is just a great person, a natural talent, and she never ceases to amaze me. And here she is to tell us a little bit about why she loves radio, more specifically as a teacher, how it helps her as a learning tool. Hi, everyone. This is Natasha from Back to Basics. I love the radio because I love teaching. That's it. What I love the most is actually teaching. And the radio just helps me help as many people as I can. I think it's a great tool to learn languages or to learn anything. You don't need to stop what you're doing in order to learn. You can be driving, you can be cooking, you can be walking, you can be, I don't know, doing a million different things and you can still learn. You can be in different parts of the world and still learn. And I just love being part of this community and helping people and doing what I love the most, which is teaching English. So yeah, that's why I love the radio. Bye. Oh, thanks a lot, Tosh. How sweet, as I said, it's about sharing. It's about reaching more people. If a, if a teacher helps people, well, you can help six people or you can help 6,000 people. And Tosh has definitely helped more than 6,000, not just students, but teachers. Remember, she teaches the teachers. So make sure you listen to her show. It's amazing. It's called Back to Basics. But don't let the name fool you. She is definitely going to put the pressure on you, and she's going to make sure that your English is up to par. Que está a la par. Oh, you say it? I never realized that's the same. Up to par. A la par. Is, is that, am I making this up, or is that the same exact expression? All right, well, let's take a look at some fun facts. Now, the first radio jingle. Now, we talk about jingles. A jingle is tintineo. And think about it. The first ones were that. You know, the, the, the classic song, the Christmas carol, El Villancico. Jingle bells, jingle bells, campanas que tintinean. But... That makes sense. When you hear it, you say, hey, I know that sound. Let's clear something up, too. 
we have a jingle, which is the music, and then we have an ad, or as the British say, an advert, que es el anuncio. But the first jingle was part of an ad. And according to General Mills, which is a famous food company, I always think of cereal when I think of them. And it was for Wheaties, which in the United States, I still remember their slogan, the breakfast of champions. And it was the world's first singing commercial. It was on Christmas Eve, 1926. And it was this typical male Barbershop Quartet. FYI, 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 FYI. All right, well, don't take my word for it. Why don't we hear this jingle that made history? Have you tried Wheaties? They're whole wheat with all of the brands. Won't you try Wheaties? For wheat is the best food of man. They're crispy and crunchy the whole year through. The kiddies never tire of them and neither will you. So just buy Wheaties, the best breakfast food in the land. Awesome. Did that just take you guys back to another time and place? Well, that's what jingles do. What about you? What jingles can you remember? I remember some, of course. Gillette, the best a man can get. I know. I know you were singing along with me. I know in Spain there are two I can't get out of my head. And it's... Carlas cambia. Did you fill in the blank? Carlas repara. Hey, Carlas, if you want to send us, uh, you know, some stuff, sure. I don't know what I would do with some glass, but hey, send it to us. My point being, jingles are catchy and they work. But also, it took a sinking ship to normalize radio as an overseas means of communication. And what do I mean by a sinking ship? Well, maybe it rings a bell. The Titanic... The sinking of the Titanic in 1912 mandated the use of radio at sea. Now, it's not that they didn't have a radio system on the Titanic. Quite the opposite. The radio system helped save lives. But during the sinking, sailors used the radio to reach out. To reach out is alcanzar, contactar con the nearby ships. And, well, they couldn't contact everybody because they weren't on the same frequency. Some of them weren't using radio. And this disaster led to the creation of the Radio Act of 1912. And that made one frequency for overseas or international communications. And that's the importance of radio. As I said, it's nostalgia, it's education, but it has helped shape our lives. Now, I also want to change gears now and talk about censorship. This is interesting. After September 11th, or as we call it, 9-11, when the Twin Towers came down, 164 songs were banned from the radio. Now, censorship, you'll never hear me support censorship, la censura. 
Because, yeah, you can say, well, I don't agree with that person, but that doesn't mean I should silence them. Because if I can silence them, then they can silence me. And that's a slippery slope. Again, that's just my take, mi toma, mi, mi opinión on censorship. But in the United States, they found songs like Highway to Hell or The Bangles, Walk Like an Egyptian. What? Yeah, The Bangles, Walk Like an Egyptian. It was banned after September 11th. Yeah, I thought it was a harmless song too. Another one, Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Now, no offense, I would have never in a million years associated that song with what happened that day. So I uh, think maybe people had too much time on their hands. Another one, I can feel it. Coming in the air tonight. Yeah, don't even think of playing that on the radio, even though it's a beautiful song and it has nothing to do with attacking anyone. Another one, Tom Petty's Free Fallen. Okay, I could at least that one I could see. But again, what what is it gonna make people do? Go out there and 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 repeat it? I don't know. Disco Inferno. Yeah, you heard correctly. Disco Inferno was banned. Jump by Van Halen. And to top it all off, every single Rage Against the Machine song. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, not true. I know exactly how I feel about that. But let's move on. We're going to talk about World War II now. Now, weather reports were censored during World War II. So it's not just songs that were censored or banned. But in this case, this was to prevent enemy submarines from learning about the weather conditions. See, there I kind of get it. You're not censoring stuff from the people. It's for military reasons. I, I don't know. I guess also, too, it's like everything. There's a gray area. Oh, and speaking of war, the first time the Japanese people heard the emperor's voice was on the radio when he announced Japan's surrender during World War II. Another famous event in radio, Orson Welles, War of the Worlds, right? We couldn't talk about radio without talking about War of the Worlds. Well... As time goes on, it seems like people said that the hysteria was a bit of a myth. It was a bit of a publicity stunt, and it was created by local newspapers to instill fear in people over the power of broadcast radio. They were nervous. Print was getting nervous. The newspaper said, well, people will get their information, you know, on the radio and then they'll stop buying newspapers, which never really happened. Okay, you could argue that newspaper or print sales have dropped significantly, but it's here and it's here to stay. I can tell you right now, I'm sitting right next to my record collection, and records have never been more popular. And I remember people telling me they'll never be used again. So that means sometimes we don't have to pay attention. So take a look at that. It's, it's interesting, that War of the Worlds thing. Is it a myth or did it really happen? Did people go nuts and lose their minds? Or was it 
overstated. To overstate something is to exaggerate it. We're going to hear from a man who knows how to entertain, he knows how to teach, and he knows how to do everything, really. He's a jack of all trades. He runs restaurants and businesses, and I mean, I think there's nothing this guy doesn't do. And I'm referring to my good buddy Kyle Miller from Canada, the host of Drive Time, an extremely popular show on Vaughn Radio. Let's hear from Kyle and hear why he loves radio. Hey, Alberto. It's your buddy Kyle Miller here from Vaughn Radio. You know, I was thinking the other day, it's been now over 2,500 shows that I have under my belt with Vaughn Radio And time certainly flies. We say time flies when you're having fun, and that's definitely the case when you host a radio show and when you love what you do. And there's really a magic to radio. There's a magic to it. There's something special that I think even television doesn't have, and I think it's that lack of visual very often that allows you to take the listener to a special place and, a, and you can create a special place both for yourself as the host and for the listener as well in a space that you share where you're whisked away from reality for a little while every day during that show. And I think it's that special feeling in that special place that has made radio so special and has kept radio special for, for all these years. And even as we get into internet broadcasting and so much of the radio listenership being online now, whether that's through radio shows or podcasting, I think the internet has has given a, a breath of fresh air and has breathed new life into radio, if you will. So I think there's plenty more to come and a, and a bright future for radio, despite uh, how, how simple it can be, but also how complex it can be at the same time, depending on how you make the show. But either way, as long as you're having fun, the listeners tend to have fun as well. And uh, it's certainly been a pleasure, and I look forward to continuing to do it, and I know you do too. So congratulations on all your time on radio as well, and the great work you do all the time with uh, the FYI podcast and, and all your other projects as well. And uh, it certainly is a, a wonderful platform that we enjoy. So anyway, I guess that's it for now. Talk to you soon. Bye. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Kyle. And folks, make sure you tune in to Kyle's show. It is called Drive Time. And that's another thing. You can listen to all of these shows on the podcast format. So wherever you listen to podcasts, that's another thing too. You know, podcasting and radio were two separate things and they have found a way to merge fusionarse and that's great for people who can't listen every day at the same time such as myself podcasts have saved me because i don't really watch tv i like to watch documentaries and things like that i love edutainment Hey, kind of like you guys. Well, speaking of entertainment, let's take a look at some songs and movies that have also been inspired by this amazing contraption. The first one is a song that is for naysayers, Los Que Dudan. And it's Video Killed the Radio Star. Video Killed the Radio Star. Now, did this happen? Not really. Not really, because this was the first video on MTV in the United States. And MTV, while it's still on the air, has nothing to do with music. I mean, they should just call it 
TV. They should take the M. I mean, they already took the M out of it. The M was for music television, and now it's just television. So that's irony for you. MTV is not nearly as relevant as radio. And again, I don't think it's because music is not relevant. I think it's because they changed their format completely and they turned their backs on music. Another song, Transmission by Joy Division. Oh, man, what a tune. You got Radio Song by R.E.M. Do you like R.E.M.? Oh, yeah, you too? (laughs) ¿Ves lo que he hecho? U2, R-E-M, Rem. Okay. Well, it just, you know, it took me a while to realize people were saying R-E-M when they said, ¿Te gusta Rem? I'm like, Rem, Rem, what is Rem? Or U2, I'm like, oh, you too. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, radio song. I am the walrus. What? ¿Eres la morsa? Well, that's the famous Beatles song. I am the walrus. How does that have anything to do with radio, a walrus. I am the Eggman. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Well, there is an extract of a BBC production of King Lear that can be heard from an AM radio. Yeah, I guess that's what John Lennon was listening to, and he decided to mix it into the song, or as we say today, to sample it. Another song, Spirit of Radio. I recommend that one to anybody who has been touched by the radio, like Freddie Mercury and Radio Gaga. It's by the group Rush, and the song is called Spirit of Radio. There's me with my radio presenter voice. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear Spirit of Radio by Rush. Oh, I wish, guys, but I can't play any music on the podcast, obviously, because you know how that works, copyright and all that jazz. Also, Tina Turner has a song called On the Radio. And then there's the group Autograph with their song, Turn Up the Radio. And that's cool because we can look at the phrasal verbs, turn it up, turn it down, which I don't know why you would need that one. It's always turn it up. Or as we say in the United States, crank it. Ponlo a todo trapo. And let's take a look at a couple flicks, unas películas, that have to do with radio. Again, you guys can add your own suggestions. I just handpicked a few that I thought were quintessential. The first one is fairly recent. It's called Corporate FM. And it talks a little bit about what we mentioned in the first part with Alan Freed and the Paola scandals. It came out in 2012, and I think you'll love it, especially if you love documentaries like I do. Oh, and it's not just movies. Radio has been huge. It's been the star in TV shows as well. The famous TV show in the United States, Frasier. There was another one, too, that ran from 1978 to 1982 that took place at a radio station. It's WKRP in Cincinnati. And then there's a Spain connection. Of course there's a Spain connection. When isn't there a Spain connection? Have you heard of Historias de la Radio? I'm sure if you're a film buff or a radio buff, you've definitely heard of this 1955 film by José Luis Sainz Heredia. Also, we have 
Airheads, which came out in 1994. Now, these are the original titles here with the English ones. I don't know. Sometimes they, they translate them. I don't know how. I guess <laughs> sometimes I think they just spin a wheel. Another one is Frequency, which was a great movie. It came out in 2000, starring Dennis Quaid, and he's able to communicate with his father. Oops, I didn't mean to spoil that for you. You've got Talk Radio, that's Oliver Stone, 1988. Radio Days by Woody Allen, that's 1987. And Good Morning Vietnam, which I mentioned before. So, Radio was extremely popular in 87, 88, because you got Good Morning Vietnam, 87, Woody Allen's Radio Days, 87, Talk Radio, 88. So really a string of movies that had to do with radio. And that's when I was really tuned in. Now, an interesting thing about this movie, Good Morning Vietnam, which I think is partly responsible for the show with no name and me being a broadcaster. So thanks, Good Morning Vietnam. Thanks, Robin Williams, for that. But most of the radio broadcasts that Robin Williams did in the movie were totally improvised. Yeah, that is what our buddy Dave Boys does, too. He is incredible. Dave Boys can do voices, play instruments. I remember the first time I saw Dave Boys do a show. It was absolutely manic. He's talented, he's gifted, and he is the host of The Salad. And he's also written children's books. He's got one called Canciones con Animales en Inglés. He is pure talent. Let's hear from my buddy Dave Boys, the host of The Salad. Hi, Alberto. Thanks for giving your Vaughan Radio colleagues the chance to express themselves and, and appear on your pod. So the big question, why do I love radio so much? Well, I think the main thing is communication, communicating with people, sharing, doing something that you love, obviously is really important. If you love doing it, you can really feel it. What else? Well, I think it's magical, really, isn't it? You put your headphones on, you can create your own magic little world. There's no visuals there, so you can really do whatever you want to do. And I think at Vaughan Radio, we've always had the freedom to do what we want to do. So really, I think creating my own little world is something that I really enjoy. And I hope the listeners enjoy that too. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dave. And what a master he is. And Dave is kind of, I mean... Dave, it's interesting. I always think of Dave as like a shock jock, but he never crosses the line. And what is a shock jock? Estos eh, que siempre cruzan la línea un poco. And that's, you know, that's one kind of radio. But Dave is awesome because he shocks you. You never know what to expect. And one of the most famous shock jocks is Howard Stern. And believe it or not, I probably got a lot from him as well. These all influenced me, as I said, whether I know it or not. And Howard Stern, you know, he turned the radio DJ into a celebrity. I mean, he had movies, book tours. He did it all. Howard Stern, if you haven't seen the movie, it's called Private Parts. You also had a pair of guys called Opie and Anthony. And I remember they were hysterical, but, uh, you know, they were getting people to participate and they got into a lot of trouble. Se metieron en muchísimos líos. Yeah, they got fined. Uh, eventually they got fired as well because they had this uh, this couple 
have sex in a church. I mean, I don't remember the whole story, but I remember they were just so popular at that time. I think it was probably around, yeah, the the 90s or so, because in the 80s, it was high energy, a lot of sound effects. It was, at least in the United States, it was like the Z Morning Zoo. But in in the 90s, it got into... Okay, who's more shocking? And like with everything, you know, it gets your attention at first, but you want something that's long lasting. And I think one thing we've seen throughout these two episodes is there is nothing more long lasting than the radio. So thank you to all of you for making the radio relevant. Thanks to all my amigos who participated and long live the radio. I hope you'll join us on next week's episode of FYI.